you know, we're a, a great team and we're going to play together. You know, we're going to play hard all 40 minutes. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're going to be, we're going to play like Duke. This is the Body Point Play Podcast. I'm a little bit out of breath. My voice is a little hoarse. AC, we are brought to you by the Duke Blue Brotherhood uh-huh. forums. They were doing nuts last night, but all three of us were in the building watching Bancaro take over the garden. And then, you know, we knew this, AC, you and I knew this, what Trevor Keels was, but now the whole world knows it. And your boy Jay Bill, as we watched the game again today, your boy Jay Bill is couldn't shut up about Trevor Keels. Oh, he loved him, man. As he should. Look, the dude, he's a baller. He, you know, fun fact, one of the first freshmen to start at Paul to Six. It's a very rare thing to happen. You don't do that very often, and he did that. Like, he's, he's a special player, man. And Duke's been on him for a long time. He's a Duke fan growing up. This was something that you saw the uh, hype video that they did with him uh, before the game. And like he was, he was built for that moment, man. He like, and he took over. Like it, it was amazing to watch, watch a guy, you know, just kind of transform in, in the public's eyes like that. Yeah, Jack, what were your impressions of the Garden? It was so good to be in an arena that was that packed and that loud and that much in favor of Duke winning a basketball game. I haven't been, I haven't been to a Duke game before last night. I hadn't been to a Duke game since the. Um, game against Georgetown in the 2019-20 uh, season. And it, it was just so good to be back. Yeah, it, it didn't disappoint. The crowd was electrifying. It was, uh, it, like you said, it was so awesome just to be there. We had great seats right there. Um, let's talk a little bit about Kentucky. Uh, did anything surprise you uh, about Kentucky, AC? I, not, honestly, not really. I, they, they shot well. We knew they were going to shoot pretty well. They have good shooters. I liked our game plan to let Severe Wheeler try to take the game over himself because that took the ball out of Ty Ty's hands, which was absolutely perfect for us. And again, we talked about it on the preview show. He's a turnover machine. He did have ten assists, but he also had seven seven turnovers. Like, you know what I mean? So it's it's he's he's canceling himself out all game. And he's trying to win a game. I'm not you know I'm not gonna park on top of the kid because he's, you know, playing basketball. He's trying to win a game for his team, but we absolutely, that was our game plan. Let him beat us. We'll take the other guys out. And we absolutely uh, mastered that game plan, especially in the second half. Yeah, and, and Jack, I, I know that we talked about key matchups going into, uh, into the matchup. In your opinion, did our key matchups kind of live up to, to your expectations? I, I think they did. I think uh... – I think Keels on uh, on Ty Ty Washington worked really in Duke's favor. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark and Theo against uh, oh Sheb- I guess it's Shibwe. The offensive rebounding that I saw out of that guy that was incredible. That was incredible. Yeah, he had twelve, he had 12 offensive rebounds. Yeah. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. Yeah, that, that's one of the best offensive rebounding performances I've ever seen in my entire life. And I know. Yeah. I know on Twitter, Duke fans were talking about we need to box out better and everything else. Our guys were in decent position for most of those boards. He is just, he's a, a bow outlaw magnet for the ball, man. Like there's a lot of times, fundamentally, there's nothing you can do. Like even if you box somebody out, they're still going to get the ball. It's like, that was that was an incredible performance, man. I'm That's one thing that did surprise us from Kentucky. I was very impressed with how he played. I really, I, I didn't think he was going to be that much of a factor as I said it in the previous show and I'm, I was totally wrong. 
Yeah, yeah well, that was like a Rodman performance. Yeah, yeah I thought we were going to get through the entire uh, season without bringing up Bill Outlaw, but I guess I'm wrong. So, let's, uh, Jack, what were, your, um, what were your kind of takeaways from Jeremy Roach? So Jeremy Roach did not. Well, he made a few decent, like decent good, like decently good plays that stuck out. But he played thirty-seven minutes, and he was he was like kind of the leader on the floor that whole time. Mm-hmm. He didn't necessarily do anything other than a couple of like really nice moves to the hoop and some good passes out to the perimeter. He didn't really do anything that stuck out, but he was facilitating that for everyone else, and that's what I liked. I think he's going to be that guy. He's not going to be the guy who puts up 30. He's not going to be the guy who puts up 15 assists, but he's going to be the guy that's directing traffic, and he's going to be that consistent leader on the floor for Duke this year. And I, I saw exactly that from him last night. Yeah, I mean, overall, I thought he was pretty much what we expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I would like to see, you know, more than one assist, obviously. Uh, but, you know, he did have a couple that, you know, they were blown or you know, the guy got fouled. So he probably would have finished up with maybe three or four. And he didn't do any. He didn't do anything to lose the game. No, MC. he just kind of was there. And on, like, I, thought, I don't mean that in a bad way. No, no, no. Kind of what he was. On on top of that, the assist thing. It was like we we went into a lot of one on one ball, yeah. and he was the one who facilitated a lot of those passes. Like he had a couple nice dishes to Paolo on the on the exterior by cutting to the basket, getting the pass back out to Paolo. A couple nice looks to set him up, reversing the defense so that the defense had to reverse back on Paolo so he could do his thing. So. Even though it doesn't show up in the assist column, he was he facilitated the team. He did help run the team. Now we have three and four guys on the floor at all times who are going to help run the team and bring the ball up the floor. That's everybody focuses on who brings the ball up the floor. Who cares? When we get down in that half court, that's when you see who has the ball. And Jimmy Roach had the ball a lot in that half court in those half court sets. I, I didn't you know I didn't break it down to see the percentage or whatever, but he was he was the one doing a lot of the facilitating, even though it didn't lead directly to assists. And his seven rebounds, man. Like I, I didn't, I didn't watching the game. I didn't realize he had seven boards. That was from the guard position. That's awesome. You want that? Yeah, I mean, he's the smallest player on our team, basically. So you know that is good. Now you, you brought up one on one ball. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about this after the game. That you know, yeah, phenomenal performance from Trevor Keels. The guy is now on the map for everybody. Mm-hmm. We kind of got what we thought from from Bancaro, twenty two and seven. Mm-hmm. Who's efficient? A seven out of, of eleven. Yeah, uh, see, I know, I know you oh want this eight and nine from the line. Um, but, but here's my question, real quick. I do not want to get into a situation where we're back to RJ Zion and everybody just watching. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, that that's the case. But do you see that that possibility? Um, I think there's going to be times where teams are going to game plan us that way, and it's it's going to have to. It's kind of going to have to be that Kentucky did that. Kentucky game planned us to make it a try to make it somewhat of a one-on-one game but it's just when you have the best one-on-one player in college basketball and, and Paolo Banquero and or Paolo Banquero excuse me and then you have Trevor Keels doing what he did it's like okay yeah we can we can handle that matchup I they, we we ran our horn set a lot we, we didn't see the second pass a lot in the lane and I think that's going to get better I think they'll see that in film so overall for most of the season we'll still be a good ball movement team like they, we have too many good ball handlers too many our, our shooters are good like one for 13 sucks but we're better than that and we know it like i'm not concerned about that yet so those opportunities are going to be there and those looks are going to be there we've already proven that we'll make those looks in the exhibition so i'm not concerned i'm not concerned about the ball not moving you know in the traditional sense it didn't stick necessarily it stuck a couple times in paulo's hands 
But, I mean, for the most part, everybody did something with the ball, which was helpful, and it, it was nice to see. Jack, who stood out to you the most outside of those two? Oh, gosh. Uh, Wendell Moore. Wendell Moore, he had a couple of great plays that put back dunk in the first half, that oh baseline drive in the yeah. second half. That yeah. I was right behind the hoop and in the <laughs> second half that Duke was shooting on. And just I saw him get by that guy, and then there was a business decision made. <laughs> I didn't know he had that in his bag, man. I was I shocked. I did not think he was that explosive. And I, I really, I like the aggression that he displayed overall. I think he's hitting his mid-range jumpers, which is huge for his uh, his game. He's willing to take the three, but it wasn't falling, so he he stuck to other things instead of trying to chuck it up like he did last year. And mm-hmm. I think that says a lot about him. He's keeping his confidence up, yet he knows when to stop trying to force something. AC Theo John, you and I both uh, came I away very that. impressed with him. Uh, what did, what did he say? Who Theo? I'm the wrong one, you mean? <laughs> I'm the I'm wrong, wrong one. one. I'm the wrong Dude. one. Uh, I loved it. I thought that he really set the tone yeah. for us last night. I thought that he was a guy that is saying, hey, look, I'm the fifth-year guy here. I'm uh, just I'm just a fool mm-hmm. out here. Like, you just get on my back. I got this. You know, he knew exactly what his role was, and he came in. Now, his stats, she done fly off the paper with only two rebounds and five points in 22 minutes. But... I'm going to just ask you straight up. I mean, could you see Kane trying to send a little bit of a message to Mark and start Theo in the next game? Potentially, and, and you know, it's not a, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be a bad idea, but, and, you know, right. at, this, at the same time, it's like, you know, it's it's interesting what was going on with Mark. I'm not sure. It almost seemed like he was defeated after the, the fifth straight offensive rebound by Shubway. It's like, man, like, all right. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen tonight, Mark, because he started – he did start the game pretty well in terms of he got a couple little offensive rebounds, a couple little putbacks and things, but he's got, he's got to play better. I know he knows that. And Theo is absolutely the most irreplaceable player we have because we don't have anything else on the bench on the team really like him. And it was, uh, it was great, man. And the aggression, Jack mentioned the aggression. He, he was like you said, the catalyst of that him and Jeremy, both Jeremy was getting into a wheeler, man. And, and with yeah. Lance Ware, yeah. and it was like, okay, you don't see that very often from Jeremy Roach. I was like, all right, like, this is a team. We have a team that doesn't back down, man. We have a team that competes. Yeah, you know, it, it was it was, a, it was a more gritty game than I thought it was going to be. You know, because I, I thought that Kentucky's going to go out there and shoot 35 threes. Um, you know, usually when they're doing that, you're not as, you know, you're not as, you know, tough down down in the paint. You know, but they, they out-rebounded us. Um, they were tough. They were in your face. They held us to 79 points. Uh, we were one of 13 from three. You know, I don't see us doing that very often this year, so give them a little bit of credit there. Jack, uh, you were the closest in terms of predictions, but we were all, well, nobody was more off than AC. But you were the closest, I guess, in predictions. You had 90-79. Were you surprised at all by Kentucky's defense, you know, in, in holding us to 1 of 13, or did you just think we were missing? A lot of those misses were wide open. I think that... Duke's, Duke wins by more than eight points if they replay that game and the same exact shots are taken. I think there were a lot of just just bad misses. It's Clearly, it's the first game of the year. Guys are still shaking the rust off a little bit. I think if you play this game midway through the year, Duke shoots better than like 7% yeah. from three. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, AC, you know, we talked about the, the role players and, and what we could get from them. We didn't bring up AJ's name one time. Mm-hmm. 
in the last podcast. Look, Javin, Javin, Javin Delorier chest pad on me. You know what I mean? I'm going to give the Javin Delorier chest pad on that one foul. I'll put my hand up. Yeah, no, it, it, I mean, I think that's indicative, though, of where he is. And we saw it last night. He's not He's not there yet. He's not ready. No. He's he's playing his first couple games of meaningful basketball in, in a couple of years. So it's it, he didn't have, you know, he, he had he did have an offseason, but it was cut short slightly. So, I'm, I'm again, I'm not concerned. I've, I've already put it at I don't expect to see the real AJ until end of January or February. So in, anything we get out of him right now is good. And the best thing that we can do right now is to start getting him into the rotation more and more so he can figure out what his role actually is on this team. So let me ask you this, Jack. Um, you were We're going to give you the point. So we're going to give you the point for being the closest. Um, but I believe that both of you guys owe me a point because Bates Jones, not only did he not score above three and a half points, but he did not play a second in that game. And let me just tell you right now, he was never going to play in that game. You guys got in your mind that Bates Jones is going to be something. Like, who, who wants this Listen, one? Who wants listen, this one? listen, calm yourself down a little bit. He is going to play this year in games. I picked him to play and get more than three points because I picked the team to lose by 50 damn points. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, come on, man. You think he's not going to play in a 50-point blowout? Give me a break, man. Well, I mean, so that's I had I had to go all in on it, dude. You know how it goes. And he pushed the ship all in. And, and, I, and I do want to say people that listened to this podcast well, uh, a couple days ago, if you take an on place and pick Duke when it was a pick Mm-hmm. you'd be making a lot of money and we will accept whatever donations you want to do. Uh, we'll just send them right to Jack's pay, uh, no. you know, just, just Venmo Look, Jack and uh, we'll, we'll divvy it up after that. We're going to we're gonna send that money to the GoFundMe to get Duke some pickle juice or something. Oh, <laughs> no, what is that about? I mean, oh the hydration, gosh. dog. Yeah. Oh, my that was God. Bad. Everybody was cramped up. I was like, did they all eat hot dogs? Yeah, man. I saw it over, am I right? Uh, no way. <laughs> so I myself oh, out. Gosh. Um, yeah, but no, seriously, what was going on? I mean, that can't that can't bode well for your off-season training program if game one these guys are already cramping up. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't even know how to explain it because it's not like these guys haven't played basketball before. Right. I mean, obviously, this you know it's high level. It was a fast. That was a very fast game, especially early on. They had what five possessions in the first like 50 seconds or something like that. So, I mean, they were they were running. They were getting after it. So. A lot of times you can't duplicate that even in your conditioning program. Right. So I, I think this one game is probably the one time we'll see that and unless we play some weird double or triple overtime game or something. So I wouldn't be too concerned. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a, we, we're going to send that money over to them and get some, get some Gatorade <laughs> and some pickles and some liquid IV. And if they wouldn't mind shipping over a couple of bottles to myself and AC after last night, that would be fantastic. <laughs> um, all right, so we do have a couple of games coming up, uh, obviously, this weekend. We got uh, Army on Friday. And we got Campbell on Saturday. So let's talk about those a little bit. Veterans Day tomorrow. So salute to uh, any veterans that are listening. We appreciate your service. Uh, we're playing Army. Obviously, Coach K's alma mater. Uh, AC, you know, what do you got here for us uh, with the with the Knights? The Black Knights. I mean, it shouldn't. Obviously, it shouldn't be. We shouldn't have a problem with this game. But this is a good simulation for the ACC tournament to have some back to back games for these guys. So we'll we'll kind of see how we handle that and see how our, especially our shooters, we'll see how our shooters can handle two games in a row and, and you know, really see if that, right now, if that is truly a problem or if it's just one of those things that, okay, we can shake it off. Obviously, we're playing at home, so we will shoot better. But yeah, we'll beat Army. I, I don't I don't think Kay's going to release the dogs on his alma mater. Right. So, you know, 80 to 50. And Campbell, that since it's a back-to-back game, I'll put that one. We might not score quite as much, 
as we normally would against them. So I'd put that one maybe like 85 to, to 55. Yeah. Two 30-point victories. So we got 80 to 50 and 85 to what now? 55. 55, okay. You're a little uh, more reserved after your 105 to 67 call. I had to, had to calm it you had to Okay, you were excited. That's okay. Yeah. All right, Jack, what do you got for us? Um, these games, honestly, these are so much lower so much lower of like competition that I don't really know if I can reasonably come up with a score. <laughs> that being said, Duke has played Army seven times. I believe all of those times have been since K. Yeah, they've all been since 1996. And Army has never once lost by um, less than 20. In 2002, Duke beat Army by 48. So in 99, Duke beat Army by 58. That game's going to be a blowout. I know it's K's alma mater, and it's his last season. That's probably why they're playing Duke. That being said, the game against, like, the best Duke team to ever play Army was 99. And this team is pretty talented. It's up there with the 99 team in terms of, like, most talented Duke teams all the time. I have a feeling it's going to be a blowout of blowouts, I think. If if Stanley Borden's not in the game, I'm gonna be disappointed. That's all I'll say about that one. And then we got we got a red shirt. We got a red shirt. The Portuguese monster. Right? <laughs> You're right. So I'm so Jack. I'm just gonna put you down for 105 to 67 because <laughs> that's, what the, that's what the AC score was for Nixon. So I'll just do that. Sure, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> and then I don't I don't know if I don't know if we'll see Duke drop a hundred uh, the day after that. Yeah. But who knows? Starters might be well rested after blowing a team like army out of the water so i'll say campbell let's go with 90 to 54 all right we're, we're on the record and um, before i get to my predictions do you guys want to do this again with base shows and should we pick a different player let's go with uh, michael savarino yeah that's, i, I mean that's your boy that. sav will hit a three in one of those guys. all right so uh <laughs> so, going okay, to um, this weekend yes so do we want to do over under? I mean, both Dick is going to hit one, so I don't. I don't want to do a half. One and a half. Yeah, I think one and a half. So one and a half for both okay. games. Total for three. Total for both games. Huh? Yeah. For, so All not right. not each game. He's not going to hit two each game. Right, I'm right. saying just total for both games. One okay. and a half. I'll take the over. Give me the give me the under on that one. He's going to hit one. I think he's, he's going to hit one. So I'm going to take the under. Uh, Jack, you're taking the, uh, the over on your boy. I respect that. Um, so I'll, I'll make this quick. Um, I do think that it is going to be a blowout. Um, I've got Duke 94-67 against Army. And then against uh, the Campbell Golden Knights, whatever the fuck they are. Aren't they the um, Camels? Aren't they the Fighting Camels? I, I honestly have no idea. I'm pretty they're sure not. they're the Fighting Camels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, either way, they're not going to have much of a fight in this one. Uh, yeah. And it's going to be 88-61. to 61. Yeah. I do think they will, you know. Kind of just take two easy wins there, and then we uh, play Gardner Webb on Tuesday. But we'll, we'll be here before that. So you know what, Duke is one and zero. It's always going to be Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Jack, good seeing you up there in the garden. AC, oh, for sure. AC, you, know, you and I need to get our Gatorade on for the rest of the week here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's different, man. It's different. But you know what, the Cameron Crazies better be out in full force this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Go to shooters after the game. You gotta be in Cameron during this one for Coach K, for these players. They're putting it down on the line, and some of you get crazy to do the same thing. Go Duke. Let's go Duke. Let's go Duke.
Thank you for tuning in to the Five Point Play Podcast, the number one Duke fans podcast. Check us out at Instagram at Five Point Play Podcast. That's the number Five Point Play Podcast. And on Twitter, Five Point Play Podcast. Go Duke!